0: All right. Hi, everybody. My name's Pelavi. Hey, everyone, it's Sharon. And welcome to another episode of Chai in our 20s. We are so excited to be here today, and we're very grateful to be here today with all of you, our listeners.
1: And why is that specifically?
0: It's because
1: we (laughs) we got our Spotify wrap today. So not only did we get our own personal ones, um, which called out a lot of our own behaviors, which is fine. We'll talk about that later. But we got to see our chai um, little summary of the year as well. So you know, it made both of our days. Um, just seeing uh, that a lot of you actually have us on your top five and top ten, and some yeah. of you even your top number one podcast. Like what? Um, whoever we <laughs> like, whoever you are, <laughs> please DM us. Yes. I would yeah. love to
0: hang out with you. Uh, <laughs> But I no, think for real <laughs> seeing this actually has made me want to grow this more because it speaks to impact. Like even the DMs we receive or people who are listeners who are friends who who really enjoy what we do, I think it makes me want to increase our reach and you know h- like help more people have these conversations and think about their 20s, whether they're in their 30s is something that they can reflect upon whether they're going through their 20s or even if they're before their 20s right it's almost like what to expect so i think this for me almost serves as a as a reminder of the impact that we are able to have and i would you know as grateful as i am for our listeners i would love for you to you know continue sharing and um, helping us grow
1: so we can increase this impact that we want to have absolutely i think you guys are part of our journey as we go through our own journeys as well with life and you know i think one of our goals that we were already talking about is like getting more guest speakers on here like different perspectives um again we just want to make this as unique as possible and at the same time as relatable as possible so um i think those are our own personal goals that we have with our podcast as well so overall we're just you know happy to see um the numbers and then like overall I thought it was kind of funny that even when I saw a couple of my friends, like they have our podcast actually like higher up than I do on my own <laughs> rap list. And that's when I was like, that's so funny. Well, um, it's hard but to I, listen like, to yourself. Like every I time I edit, I I'm like,
0: oh my god. No, I
1: agree a thousand percent. Like there's sometimes <laughs> I'm just literally like, oh my god, why do I what? <laughs> but um I'm also proud of like the two of us because there's been so much growth in the way that we are conversing and just getting more comfortable in terms of just being on the mic. So um, not shying away from it, you know, learning to use our voices. So I'm proud of us too. So that's just I a agree. quick little, you know, oh, so little cute. moment of just being, um, thank you once again to all of our listeners for being part of this journey.
0: For sure. And I I couldn't agree with you more in terms of the growth that we've exhibited too. I think it also has helped me like outside of our podcast life in terms of being able to ask questions and have conversations. And for me, it's always been important for people to take a genuine interest in me and for me to be able to take a genuine interest in people. And I see that here on an almost weekly basis yes (laughs) um but i think that kind of translates out and i think it makes me more observant it makes me you know i think you do such a good job of helping me feel heard here that i like notice it more when i'm in a space where i'm not heard or you know when i'm like wow this is different
1: yeah again so that was really sweet what i'm happy you're welcome I think I was going to yeah. say one more thing in terms of us just being vulnerable for a second in like our journeys. Like there are moments sometimes when you and I come on and we're both like, we have every intention of recording, but both of us could be just completely burnt out or, you know, like yeah. one of us just are mentally clocked out and, you know, we were able to kind of read the room and understand like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we don't record today. Maybe we just catch we up. Just talk. Or, like, exactly. And I think that's also like the beauty in it is because recording can also sometimes it can be a lot because you're just like you're already you know you got your day jobs you got like school you got like a lot of times where you're already talking quite a bit um but at the same time I think what pushes us and keeps us going is the fact that we can curate these meaningful conversations for the most part yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Um, I agree and And I think fun with it and you notice a difference. Like we notice a difference because we know on episodes where we've had a good catch up and are up to date on each other's lives versus when we're just kind of hopping into it. I think there's always it's I always like whatever. harder. Yeah, there, there's like a clear difference. So I think it's important for us to have our little preambles. That's why we need to book like thirty minutes <laughs> before <laughs> so we can like, 30 be minutes be on is top us of us being it. like speedy with it
1: yeah that's us being nice (laughs) that's so funny okay um so so. before
0: we dive into our episode today where we talk about pressures in our 20s uh and these pressures are parental pressures pressures we put on ourselves pressures related to uh, relationships um that could be friends or or, or romantic whatever you know um floats your boat today i don't know why i said that i'm gonna cut that out i'm out of it. No, don't um, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pressures from all different parts of life, of our lives, uh, is what we'll be talking about. What we diving into that though? Sharon,
1: what are we sipping on today? Okay. So obviously, since I know that this question is coming up, um, currently beside me, I have only water, unfortunately, but I did get a drink this morning. Um, I tried something new. I tried the, so Timortons is doing like the Bailey's like non-alcoholic like little mix of whatever drinks that they have going on so typically I would get their like white hot chocolate with the peppermint tea bag but this time I was like let's be a little experimental and we got the Bailey's drinks so <laughs> um we got their Bailey's latte no way you too okay I got a Bailey's latte but
0: go on yeah
1: so I got the Bailey's latte um my review is I don't know why I did this to myself, to be honest. I'm not. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, so I just found it to be too sweet. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. but it was good though in terms of like the Bailey's, like the it got the it got the flavor right, and it's obviously not an alcoholic. So um, yeah, it's definitely a great winter drink. It's just a little too sweet for my taste and my liking. That's so, but good. I see that you're holding a familiar yeah. cup as well.
0: <laughs> I think sweet things have their moments. Like I love a good gelato. Like I am a sucker for a gelato, but then I'm also I I also tend to have a salty tooth what's the opposite yeah. of a sweet tooth whatever salty. it is yeah like I'm more of that girl like I like I, I, I tend to have a lower heart rate and blood pressure so I feel like I crave salt um so I'm not a big sweet person but I do love an ice cap especially when I'm on my period like that's my go-to yes. like I get it at least once during you know that part of the cycle so got an ice cap today
1: you so do today's milk a tins day or cream
0: um, I just get whatever is your- regular.
1: Okay, that's cream,
0: and I can I can stomach it personally. I don't have problems, so
1: you know what? Tim's ice caps always hit though. I'm not even gonna lie; they're so good. I know it's like
0: winter. I know, like, but I have mittens, so it's like shout out to <laughs> I love a good mitten. Like my simple pleasure are mittens because I think they're so fun. They keep my hands warm because I'm always cold and i don't like but gloves. like soda gloves oh you
1: don't like gloves okay interesting. they're not cute
0: like they're just energetically so different like mittens so are mittens and gloves are not mittens
1: okay here's the thing i'm also a mitten girly and i have mittens granted i do want to switch to the leather glove lifestyle just because i feel like looks can but the- i don't know how like warm they keep your hands though that's the thing like, well I it's like it's hot
0: like if i see somebody with like leather gloves, I'm automatically like, wow, you're a hot person. Like, you got it you
1: together. Like, you have yeah. it together. My mom <laughs>
0: has them that she passed down to me. I don't know where they are. Maybe I'll find them. Maybe I'll be that person who people think is hot because I have <laughs> leather gloves, whether they're warm or not. Probably pleather. You know, real leather seems mean to the cows.
1: So. You know what, facts. You got to bring that in there.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's pivot. Uh, pressure's in our 20s. Sharon, I'll be the one to ask first today. What are some pressures that you feel um, currently in your 20s as you go into like the the later of the mid 20s?
1: So, funny enough, definitely had this conversation or not fully, but somewhat with like my sister and other friends. And I think this is part of our 20s where everyone has different pressures for sure. Some are finishing off school. So like you have the pressure of landing that new job. Mm -hmm. some want to change jobs so there's pressure of that others are in relationships and your family's just met and there might be pressures of being like when are you putting the ring on (laughs) there? so for me per se right now um i definitely so i think the one thing about you and i is like we put pressures already on ourselves. um but something i struggle with is like it's not that I'm like I'm doing a much better job of comparing myself to other people who are in my age group and you know seeing where they are in life and so like I've done a better job of like you know keeping keeping my focus on me and like looking straight ahead although it is hard at times um I'd say one of the big pressures though actually tends to come from like my like my family my exterior family like you know grandparents parents um and it's like one of those things where it's like They might not overtly ever say it, except like, granted, there are a few moments when they do, but it's like, I already know, you know, what's going on in their head. I'm like, so it's like one of those things, like I'd say marriage pressure is always going to, I mean, it's not always going to, yeah, it'll be there. (laughs) Like it's not there right now, but it's definitely going to resurface and come back, you know, it's going to come back to like haunt you. And it's one of those things of being a South Asian girl daughter like we're gonna have to face it it is what it is right but I think it's having a good head on your shoulders and knowing what it is that you want and sticking to your values um and obviously so I'd say that's that's a pressure for sure and I think another pressure I definitely add on to myself is um I think career pressure you know like um wanting to hit that next goal feeling a little like stumped. it might not even just be like In your current role but just like looking long term like hey where do i see myself but it's Mm -hmm. it's so hard it's so hard to do when it's like passion is important and like obviously discipline is too but i realize sometimes more so for me like if i'm passionate of something my discipline automatically follows with it so it's like one of those things where it's like i just have to make sure that there is a level of either creating impact or passion that's involved um so i feel like there is I, to me, I see that as positive pressure. I don't see that, see that as negative pressure as much. Um, it's more of like, you just want to evolve and that is okay. At least for me, like that's okay. And that's something that I need. But negative pressure, <laughs> I think is when there are external factors, such as family. And I know they mean it with love. But sometimes it can just bog you down quite a bit when it's like you're already putting so much pressure on yourself and that like extended family pressure might not be necessary. But there are moments when it's like, I need a breather, you know, like I just I need a second. So that's um, so fair. Those are those are the current pressures. But like, I think that's just to kind of kick off this conversation in terms of like, you know, how we navigate with pressures as we continue on in our 20s. And like, are there any new ones? Because Honestly, once you get married, what's going to be the next pressure? You know, it's going to be like, when you are having kids? Like, does it ever end? I don't know. You know, like, just, just an honest question. question.
0: Everybody's too much in everybody else's business. And that's not <laughs> to say I wouldn't be if I was a parent, but like, yeah. I totally it's agree. Kind of expected. I th- and I think, yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's weird because it's like expectation and pressure. Like, there's a fine line between them. And mm-hmm. I think it's fair to have expectations of others. I, I think that's, I mean, I think I do well oftentimes because there is an expectation right like my parents expect me to be a good person they expect me to go out into the world and have an impact I don't that I personally never saw that as pressure but I also think that we're in like different phases right like me being in medical school like I have a very clear-cut path for the next right two and a half years and maybe beyond once I figure out what I want to do but like being in school is very different because it's like you know it's very linear right versus I can't necessarily, like resonate with how it is being in a work environment wanting to move on to a new position but all of that is like more you having to do it on your own which I think is way more pressure than me being in this like medical system where it's like the next four years are cut out for me like the school will help me like figure out what like I'll figure out what I want to do and like I do this application and I you know open myself up to multiple different options and then Residencies like you're in it for a couple of years. So I feel like it's very straight cut for the next little while. But I do remember finishing up my master's and being like, wow, am I going to do a PhD? Am I going to go into work? Am I going to go into med school? Like I had all of those options lined up for me. And I think that comes from a place of like not necessarily pressure that others put on me, but pressure that I put on myself because I like to have it figured out. I'm a planner. I love my tables and Excel sheets. And I think that i agree with you in terms of feeling that pressure but i think it's like a different kind of pressure when you're out into the workplace it's more real world pressure versus school pressure is very like almost like a protected bubble of pressure. it is
1: it absolutely is yeah i was gonna say one thing that you said about like expectations i agree to an extent because sometimes I think about expectations not like so obviously yes our parents have expectations of us but I'm also thinking of like expectations that I have of like my parents or of my friends or you know what I mean like sometimes you have to like adjust your own expectations of that person because maybe that person no longer aligns or likes to do what you're expecting them to do you know what I mean So part of me is like that person's also growing and changing and evolving in their own ways. So how do I adjust my expectations to not be hurt by their own decisions that they're making with their lives?
0: That's actually true. I I go through that quite a lot with friendships because I feel like I do tend to have those high expectations and I, I think... I carry myself to those high expectations and yeah it's fair to say that friendships evolve but I think like the point of friendships evolving is you evolving together through those moments and not that one person is so far behind or so far ahead that now you have to manage those expectations in a drastic way because I feel like I often feel like it's it's unfair if one person has to do all the work I think compromises are important and a friend a good friend of mine actually had one of these conversations this week that like you know we have to learn to meet each other in the middle as we grow and evolve and have different things come in and out of our lives and I think that's fair. I think a compromise is fair but I think for one person to have to completely change their expectation while the other kind of just cruises by I don't think that's fair. I think a conversation is warranted. I think a compromise is warranted and I think both parties need to be able to walk away satisfied with that conversation. Yeah
1: I wish we could do the same with brown parents not gonna lie.
0: (laughs) Yeah okay so about those expectations like you mentioned we have expectations of them as well but I feel like like, thinking about how I grew up, it's almost like, like, I couldn't have, like, I put this upon myself that I couldn't have as, like, expectations of my parents because they already were doing so much for me.
1: Same. Absolutely. Like, and emotional
0: expectations, you know? Like, absolutely. I can't just, like, go and talk to them. Anytime I complain, I have to hear about it. Like, remember this time when you didn't get along with this person? Like, sometimes, dad, I just want to talk to you and i want you to forget the details why are you remembering the details
1: a year later and you
0: don't remember my friend's
1: name girl wait why did you just explain the exact same conversation i had my father the other day i literally i was just trying to have small talk with small talk small talk with my dad that was it the purpose was let me just have small talk with my father why did it come to bite me in the ass two weeks later my father being like, I mean, you didn't really have to go to that event, blah 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 blah. You should be more focused, blah 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 blah. I was like, huh, sir, we oh were. God. You were laughing when I told you the story initially. Exactly. Why do you remember every detail now? Like it was what.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget. There was this girl I couldn't get along with in undergrad. I don't get along with a lot of people, okay? There's, like, maybe, like, three people I think of over my lifetime. And, like, I complained about her all the time. And my dad's like, listen, you're gonna have to deal with difficult people all the time. You have to learn how to get along. And I was like, I'm fine to her face. I'm just talking crap to you because you're my parent. And then, like, years later, he would be like, remember this time when you couldn't get along with that girl? And I was like, oh my god, why? Why Why do I have to go through this? But I guess that would be any parent, to be fair. But it's kind of like
1: the expectation yes, okay, wait, of- yes and no, because I do find it very hard. Like, my sister and I, we've talked about it. If we ever want to rant to our parents, it's never a rant. That rant is going to turn into a lecture a day or two from the day that you rant to them. I am so sorry, mom and dad, I love you, but this is the truth. This is the facts. It's true. And that's why if I ever want to rant, I rant to my sister, and my sister rants to me, and we call it a day because that. we just want to let it out,
0: you know? With that being said, I, my dad is better to rent with than my mom because then my mom asks a million questions and she's like, okay, who is that? Take me back. Like, how do we get here? Like she needs the whole thing and that's too much mental energy versus my dad will just zip it and listen.
1: Okay. You know what? I'm impressed. I mean, I feel like my father does the same thing, but it's also one of those things where it's like, I can say names and he'll never remember names. My, he just, my friend visited me. And he couldn't
0: remember her name. And
1: I was like, she lived here for three days. Like,
0: <laughs> do you mean? You met, like, my other friend. I was like, you met her parents. Like, how do you not know her name?
1: No. Oh they drove goodness. me down. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's the thing. Like, obviously not, like... I think the other part that you tapped into growing up, I think obviously because bo- we both kind of went through that immigrant struggle. So it's like, I think there's like that added pressure of growing up as kids of immigrants that I like also something to address because we definitely added a lot more pressure on our Like I'm thinking back even my like but this is one thing where my parents and I, we we actually have openly had these conversations where it's like, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves in grade three? Like, that's not when I should have been, like, stressing about getting A pluses. I should have been, like, stressed about that in high school, in grade 12, Actually, or in undergrad. There's an interesting, uh, like, concept or book
0: that's called The Tiger Parent. That's okay. about that. That's about, like, certain cultures, for example, like, pushing their kids so much in those younger things. Like, I saw this, like, TikTok about, like, kids being on IB while studying because they can't stop studying or whatever like damn it's kind of crazy yeah and then how like that essentially inhibits the kids from forming like like yeah you might be smart like you might know everything in the textbook but then you actually don't have any like skills moving forward mm-hmm. but like all the people who like focused on like play in those younger ages as they like to call it will catch up intellectually speaking eventually but like your social skills or your ability to like connect with people may never absolutely
1: i like it's like a real thing I- I, I believe it. Cause like, I think one thing that we did was like, granted, luckily we had both the social aspect, but I think we just did everything like extracurriculars. Like I did music, like baseball, basketball, but the one thing, like, again, I love being able to talk about like past stuff with my parents now. Cause they also just don't remember it. They were like, we did that. Why would you say that? Why did we make you do that? And I love those moments because one of the things was like, um, Okay, this I'm never gonna forget. Grade nine, I am a visual arts girl. Like I am creative in that sense, but I like I think I've mentioned like where I was like, I didn't get the opportunity to fully like always tap into it in terms of like a school environment. So I remember grade nine was a time when you get to pick your like you know your mandatory courses, and your arts is one of them. So you'd either drama, music, visual arts. I think there's something else.
0: I think like or what grade is this? Grade nine. Okay, you could do drama. We I could only do drama. What really?
1: What? Are you sure? I did
0: IB. So they like yeah, see, made you, you pick. You gotta,
1: you, like, but the thing is you gotta pick from one of them. So I'm assuming you chose drama. So I, I, I think it's the like, same had thing with
0: two options, yeah.
1: Oh what? Okay. So we had our Beard. options, same thing for IB. We had but we had visual arts, music, drama, and I think you could do cooking if you wanted. But like one of those you could pick. And so I really wanted to do visual arts. Like that was what my calling was. That's what I wanted to do. My parents were like, no, you're doing music. Like, music is better for the brain. Something, 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 something. That was art. Sorry, hi. Thank thank you. Thank you, thank you. I think regardless, you're using a different part of your brain. But you know what's so funny? I brought this up with my parents recently, Mm -hmm. and neither of them could remember. They were like, why would we make you do that? We never said that. And I was like, y'all don't even remember? And then, like, it was a moment of them just kind of apologizing because they were just like, we're sorry. We don't remember why we did that. But it's like, it was just that, you know, like, I'm that first trial daughter. So, like, they were just very much, like, you know, oh, in a know new country.
0: <laughs> you know what? I am
1: the trial for everything. let real here. It's
0: true. Because I feel like my brother did, like, you know the band thing in, like, middle school where you get to, like... Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He did that. I didn't. I also, like, didn't care enough. But also, <laughs> I feel like I was just, like, more of, like, an academic weapon than my brother growing up. Yeah, but, like, fair. he had to deal with unfair expectations of, like... Going to the same high school as me and being in the IB program, which he ended up like hating and dropping out hating. of and like going to like a regular high school because he was like, because, you know, I was a star and it's like him. He had to be under my shadow I would
1: and not hate to, to like, your talk girl. myself up, not to talk I would myself not up. not want like, to be
0: your younger sister. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like he just was like, I'm not going here. So then he like switched to like our homeschool. And then after like he decided that he wanted to go down the electrician path, which again is like. And I feel like I wasn't really helpful to him, to be fair. Like, I believe in academic Like, I was the problem. A little you bit are the too. problem. Where, I didn't it. care. Like, I didn't care what he did, but I was just kind of like, okay, listen. Like, you should probably have some degree behind you. But he was like, that's just not what I want to do. And it, I think it took us, like, some time to get there. But now I respect what he does because he – I was just about to say that. I respect yeah, because... that he
1: stood, like, he
0: stood his ground and he followed what yes. it was that he was but good he, at and that like... he liked. The thing is when he went through it like the first year like even when he was doing his co-op in high school and then when he had graduated, like my parents were kind of freaking out but like they're not the types to freak out in front of you it only comes out when they're a little bit mad but there was this yeah. expectation that he would go into university and not college and like it was and he just like felt like they saw him as lesser than throughout that time and not to speak for his journey but that's just like what he told me after he was like wow like nobody was proud of anything I was doing because I didn't go down the university path right because the expectation was that you go get this higher education right like I
1: have
0: a bachelor's I have a master's I'm gonna get an MD like I feel like that's a very different path than someone who is immediately going out into the workforce as an apprentice. Um, but it's like all paid for, right? His schooling's paid for. He comes out with a license. He can start his own company immediately. Like All of those things, like I'm a little bit stuck in that way, right? So I think it's very interesting to, to see. And it's cool because like I start lots of ventures, right? Like I've started the website building thing. I have have like a little, little health tech company thing. We do this podcast. So I feel like that self-starter, like he has that too. In his like little electrician world in terms of like what he's gonna do and how like different p- types of people he likes to work with so i think it's like different but same in the way that like you could tell we were raised by the same people to have that mentality of like wanting to do these different things but all that is to say that there was this expectation like i think almost for the younger sibling based off of the older sibling to like do certain things and go down a certain route and follow that certain path but I'm really happy that he kind of broke the mold. Um, Yeah. And I think what made it worse was going to like brown parties, for example, and everybody being like, what are you doing? He's like, well, like I'm working, like I'm doing an apprenticeship. But nobody understood what that meant. Right. Because this is these are people who like immigrated here who don't understand. Like they're like electrical engineering. And he's like, no, (laughs) like I'm going to be an electrician. Like people just like didn't process it because they didn't get it. And I think it's changing now, but like that I can't imagine how tough that is, right? Like people just unhearing must- what you're doing just because like, you know.
1: Yeah, like you brought up another really good point, which is like within our brown society culture, like any like those type of like in friends gatherings and stuff. And I was like, I think that kind of added to another pressure where I was like, Again, this is something I've added on to myself, not even like that. I, this is not for my parents, but it's also knowing what your parents' backgrounds are, for example. It's like like you said, like, you know, like I'm technically a daughter of an engineer and a doctor. So it's like when you have parents who are also very highly educated and... It's one of those things where it's like you have that added pressure as well. You're like, okay, you know, they're this and like, I got to do this, this, this and this and this too. But it's one of those things where it's like, you just have to find your own way of doing it. Like, you know, you find what it is that you like. And I think that's what I appreciate about your brother is like hearing him being like, he found his skill set, you know, he honed in on it. And like, yes, it's out of the quote unquote norm for what your family is probably used to. But at the end of the day, like like you said, like he's still he's still doing it, right? And so I think it's the same thing, like with us is like we're again education is it is one of the things that is very important to me too. So that's why I'm like I like that's the same thing. So there's a reason why we did our masters, and we're still continuing to like learn and do things. Mm-hmm. But I think what the beauty in it is like making sure that pressure is more so positive than it is negative right like because it can also break you I think that's like what's something that a lot of us need to figure out Is like is this pressure you know positive reinforcement or is this actually breaking me and doing more harm than good and I think something that like I probably like find challenging is finding that like fine line of being like okay this is getting to a point where it's like it's causing more harm than good and why is that you know totally agree I think part of that is
0: communication I think it's always hard to like talk to parents when they have like that certain mindset but it's it's weird because I think ultimately like I don't know why it was hard at first because now they're really happy that like both their children have their like paths set out or whatever but it's like annoying because it was kind of like why didn't you just like Except, not that they didn't support him. Like, my dad was the one driving him down to Toronto for his, like, apprenticeship, for his co-op. Like, like he would wake up with my brother at 5 a.m. to do that with him. Like, it wasn't like they didn't support him or actively prevented him from doing stuff. They just didn't understand it. But, like, not feeling understood by your parent can be such a tough experience for, like, a young person to go through. And I just feel like now they're like, wow, if this makes you happy, like, ultimately, your parents are going to agree to whatever because they want you to be happy. Like, they understand... They don't at first that it's your life, but like they eventually understand that it's like you, like me, probably has to live with the consequences of what I choose to do. So me going in to become a doctor is like, I have to live with the consequences of working in this fragmented healthcare system, right? Though my dad told me I should have gone into computer eng back in high school. He was like, you should probably do computer eng. And then I refuse and now I regret it because I could be a tech girly and be making... Way more, and I could be Visual. happier, and I could be working a remote, and I could be traveling the world. But no, now I'm going to be working here in some not great workplaces <laughs> because the Canadian healthcare system is, let me tell you, okay. Sorry, it's this falling is apart, like...
1: girl. I was listening to a webinar the other day, it is falling apart
0: okay but imagine being a med student and like you go and you don't have like an allocated space for you to change and stuff right but you get scrubs at the hospital itself and like the the bathrooms like you just have to go into random bathrooms they don't even have hooks so i have to like drop my stuff like my everything i own on the gross hospital bathroom floor because
1: there's no hooks girl i had to change it to scrubs inside our research office like where they keep the file cabinets (laughs)
0: Where is HR? Like, why don't I get HR? Just literally. Like, I'm just really I mad just, about this because it's never disgusting. Forgetting. Like just, the, where's the dignity in me having a, like, and like the, like the floors were dirty. And I was like, I literally have no option. I cannot possibly hold things. It was like very sad. Yeah, and I that's, I down. almost wanted to, I know it's like so dumb. Like I know that it's like privilege. Like it's truly an honor to be able to like serve people in this way. But at the same time, like, I think like a hook isn't a lot to ask for and like a clean space to change
1: that makes you feel a little bit more dignified would be nice. Okay. That's so just we like went like, on this rant. Um, I'm going to just add in a positive for anyone who is within this healthcare care system. Um, have you heard about the integrated healthcare plan, integrated aftercare plan? One Tell the us other? more. Does it sound familiar? Basically what UHN is doing, which I learned literally yesterday is, um, they are going live in certain departments um, within, obviously within the hospital where they are completely taking care of you post 90 days of you being discharged. So this is to help prevent um, higher admission rates into the ED. Mm -hmm. And so like they take care of like whatever it is that you're being, I guess, discharged for So monitoring. So they have like um, the integrated leads who are technically nurses or whatever, who are on the floors. So they will be the ones checking in on you post discharge for 90 days. And they'll set you up with like everything that you need in terms of what you need to be checking up, ch- being checked up on, uh, remote monitoring, whatever the case might be. So this is something which is a positive, I think, in terms of helping like alleviate the healthcare system a little bit more. I don't know where all they've gone live, but I know they have gone live in a couple of departments already within UHN, I think. So um, that's just a little bit of a, I think, I thought that would be something that you're also interested in. So
0: I agree, yeah. but I just, that still doesn't. I love that. It doesn't the help
1: patients. the med student. It does not it help the med. It student.
0: just, no, I I mean, ultimately we want to help the patient. This is a system we're going into, but I just, all I ask is for a hook so I can hang my stuff when I change.
1: Have you brought this up?
0: No, I don't even know who to talk to.
1: <laughs>
0: That's the problem. Like, you know, it's weird because like within like the medical school framework, like and being like a healthcare provider, like advocacy is one of the roles that like being an advocate is important. But like the moment you probably like, I probably try to advocate for this, I'm gonna get pushed back. They're gonna be like, "Wow, this is like where are we gonna get the money from?" And I'm like, "My tuition, where's that going?" But <laughs> the That's point has been is- my
1: question since I started school. Girl, where in the world has that money gone? Please, someone tell me. I don't because know. I don't but have-
0: the sunshine list tells you where some of it is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love creeping how much props are earning on the sunshine list. And I'm like, wow, but I don't blame them. Like you go through schooling. Like, I don't think like you having an income needs to be hidden or be like problematic in any way.
1: I just. And girl, taking that as just the public sector, like the private sector, people are making it even way more. Like that's the other part. Like I got to remind myself. I'm like, you know what? Like I can't be so hard on the public sector folks. I mean, I'm also not hard on them because I'm like, at the end of the day, y'all earn that whatever. So good for you for getting that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh um, but it's hard to.
0: Okay, so that was a pressure within the healthcare system. thing. I'm gonna tie it into yeah, our episode you know what? by exactly. saying that we were talking yeah. about pressures. Um, I guess what about social pressures? Like beyond our families specifically or our workplaces? Like, do you feel that there are certain like friendship expectations or like romantic I think it's expectations romantic. that you're yeah, feeling? Yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's definitely more romantic expectations. Granted, again, I don't think these are pressures that are I think it's, like, what you're putting on yourself, right? Like, we're all, like, everyone's, like, oh, my God, the dating pool's so bad. Like, it's, like, always just constant, like, negativity that's being thrown out there. And I know we're all very much guilty of it. Um, So, but, like, I think there's an added pressure in the sense of, like, some of my cousins will be, like, Sharon, you're next. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like, every, like we're, we have made it down the line of all the cousins. Like there's that that's you know being thrown out there and it's like yeah it's it's like it's a pressure that everyone feels unfortunately which is like i don't i don't want to see it as a pressure i want to see it as something that i'm excited for you know what i mean it's like how do i switch that framework like for it to i mean i think i personally low-key i'm pretty sure i've been doing a pretty good job of like switching it from a pressure to being excited about it Mm -hmm. but um yeah, girl. Like, I feel like any time an aunt or uncle brings it up, I will make eye contact with my mom and dad to be like, "Please shut down this conversation." And do they? they, do they of that.
0: Or do they like participate and say, "Yeah, what's going
1: on? Why are you single?" <laughs> I would say old them would participate in it. New them does a good job of protecting me and shutting What changed? It down. Oh. Oh, we're getting personal. <laughs> like I'm just um,
0: curious. Was it a conversation? Think, Was it, did it just naturally happen?
1: Um, conversation. Plus, I think also them just seeing that I did actually try like to have a relationship, and seeing that like you know I did put work into it and things like that, and seeing how things unfolded. So I think they have just become a lot more empathetic, um, in terms of like my. Situation, So I think, I think it's like the first time my family's even gone through it. And I think that's something we can talk about in a later episode is like, for sure, when we talk about like, I don't know, just in terms of like heartbreak and, you know, breakups, but like at the same time, how it impacts a South Asian household. Because I think that's like something my friend and I were talking about the other day too, is like, it's so different, I think, for South Asian families versus other families um, because of like how much of an importance we put on it. So I think they've just become a lot more empathetic towards the situation, if I'm being honest.
0: That's, that's really good to hear, I think. It's good that they were a part of that process and you didn't have to go through that alone, right? Though it's kind of challenging at first to introduce people probably. I don't know. I've never done that. So (laughs) never had the opportunity to. That's the truth. That's like honest to God. Like I I feel like no one's been persistent enough in terms of like, you know, I feel like I push people away. Anyways, that is a different conversation. But the idea being that there is that inherent pressure, you're right, that comes from, like, family and friends. And I feel like in my like in my parents' family friend circle, everyone's booed up, too, which okay. further
1: mm-hmm.
0: exasperates
1: the situation. So... I was talking to an old M.H.I., like, so basically, um, I haven't seen her since 2020, which is so nice to catch up with her. So my old, like, master's friend. And she's in a similar boat to me as well in terms of what she's going through. But one thing we both said was, like, I'm just, there are just so many incredibly smart, beautiful, independent, intelligent women out there right now. I just feel like that, I think, is the truth, though. I think, like, the pool is just that there's such a higher population of women and... Very, very small amount <laughs> of I think that also does. It's like, I think a part of it is like, we are seeking higher education. Like, you know, when guys, I don't know, like, some guys will be like, oh, why are you single? I was like, oh, because I was focusing on my master's. Like, there are certain things where it's like, well, why are we not allowed to get our bag together? Why are we not allowed to get our education together? I it's agree. like, and that takes for guys, it's okay. Like, they get that excuse of being like, oh, I was getting my shit together. Oh, it took me a little bit longer. So, like, it, it, I hate to admit it, but like, for a guy to be older and single, apparently it makes more sense. But for a woman to be older and single, it doesn't make as much sense. I don't know. It's that's just- tough. That's a, that's a
0: tough thing to deal with. But I think you're absolutely right in terms of like, the pools being very different, right? Like the more I almost feel like the more alone or single I am, the the more powerful I become like the more of a powerhouse I become with all the experiences that I have. Not that like a person's supposed to hold you back. Not that like, a man should be holding me back but it's just like the fact that I didn't have to like share my time or I had you know all this time to work on all these different things and that's not to say that can't change but I just I feel like it's about like persistence it's about being able to like sweep me off my feet you know and I just I don't know like it's hard to to see men who care and I think it's very different not that there aren't out there I I will say they are are. but it's like very It's hard. It's like, it's fewer. Like some people can't even talk in full sentences. We were just talking about this beforehand where I don't like, I just don't understand. I'm sorry, you're
1: 28 and you can't talk a full sentence. (laughs) She's referring to Toronto slang. But anyways, (laughs) what I was going to say though, is like, um, again, it is out there because I've seen it in my friendships who like who are couples. Like I've seen how supportive they are, how they both have their own ventures, they set time apart. Like literally one of my good friends who I who I know is also on route to getting engaged. Um, one of the things that she said that her and her partner they do is like every month they do like a check-in of like oh. what worked this month, what did not work. And they have That's actually cute. like a set a set date for it. And so like they verbally have a conversation of like, okay, what worked for us this month? What didn't work for us this month? Another couple, apparently they're actually married, which they, they happen to do the exact same thing. They're a little bit like, I appreciate this. Cause I'm like, damn, I could never, but they have a Google docs for it. Like that's a lot. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, I know you, you, would, know. Love and I know you would love actually, that. An Excel sheet actually
0: with that. the categories that are color coded, but I will say this. You're right. You're right. That it's not, that it's not out there, but it's just like. Who is actually willing to put in the effort? And then I feel like the more that we do, like we just, the more that I do me, the less likely I am to accept help or be like, yeah, do that for me. Like we talked about this at during one of our episodes where I'm like, you're not a baby. Like, and you're like, but it's nice to feel like you're taken care of. But I'm not somebody who would ask for that ever. Like if you want to do something nice, you should just do something nice. I'm not going to ask. And that way so, I'm like me- my mother who would never like ask. Like you just need to know to clean, or she would have asked you to clean once. And if you don't do it, she'll do it herself. And then she'll be really mad because why should she have to ask twice? Which, you know, she's not wrong about. If it's like a job assigned to you, you should be able to do it. But I know communication is important, but I'm also at a point where I'm like, if I could just do it for myself or get it for myself, like don't ask. Cause I'm always gonna say no. It's like the independent older daughter. I have a job. Like I really don't need you. Energy. So do you and I think that takes the pressure from- off a little bit. I was gonna say, but do you get
1: pressure though from your parents?
0: Like, they like have their phases, question. You know, okay, I didn't grow up talking about this stuff with my parents, right? So it's really awkward when your dad comes up to you and he's like, well, what do you look for in a boy? And I'm like, that's this... you can't just bring this up upon me after years of never talking about this. Like, it was just never out in the open. And now all of a sudden, you want to know my preferences. And then I show him a photo of Jimmy G, who's a football player. And he was like, okay, then he might be asking for a lot. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so mean. <laughs>
1: basically all brown dads are the same okay cool cool cool. yeah so
0: we had that experience over the summer and I was like you know don't worry about it but then it was weird because they get protective too so I was like I think I'm gonna like act like I think I'm gonna like get into the dating pool like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna put myself out there and then he was like really weird about it and I was like so do you want want to be a part of this journey or not like what do you want I think it's just he can't make his mind up right because it's like in order Again, to, you're the trial
1: daughter. You're the trial I daughter.
0: Lit- well, my brother's been, you know, he gets away with more. He's he's a boy. He's definitely been, he's also been like more forthcoming with his relationships. Because he's always been like, what's the point? I'm not telling them like that doesn't make sense. But I also think they would be more protective over me. And I also feel like as you get older, it's harder to make mistakes in dating. Because that's like Absolutely. valuable time. You know what I mean? Versus if I was like 21, like who cares? But like now that I'm like in my later mid-20s it's like okay the people i have to be like very aware of who i'm dating because like it's more for the end game rather than short term funsies so i think i have to like weigh out my options and i take my time with it and make sure that this is a person who like not worth my time i think every human is like worth dignity respect time whatever it is but that this person isn't gonna like like they're a genuinely good person who is kind and who cares beyond just like you know the initial care Because, like, this is someone new and you like them and, like, you have your rose-colored glasses on. But, like, you genuinely care about this person beyond that phase. But it's hard.
1: Yeah. You know? No, for sure. That's why I said I feel like it comes more so from extended family than your own family, if I'm being honest. Um, So one of the last pressures I think that kind of just came to my mind was what do you think about, like, the pressures of like being in the in the now like the trends of society or like you know like for me specifically i'm not on tiktok for example i don't find it to be a pressure but there are moments where sometimes i'm like i feel a little out of the loop you know so thoughts on in terms of just like you know being in the now things are always rapidly like changing (laughs) um any little sprinkles of wisdom in terms of pressures around that
0: in this town, I'm a trendsetter, so That's I feel point. like this is a problem for other people. Um, no, I'm kidding. I mean, I mean, I did bleach my eyebrows last year for the look, setting. Like no, nobody else did it. It wasn't really a trendsetting moment for me, but it was an iconic moment for me.
1: You did I started, that.
0: Yeah. Where have you been?
1: Oh, I don't remember you doing that. Okay. At all? Like zero memory?
0: Like this was pictures? Earlier this year, actually, not last year. I think you were going through something. <laughs> so. so I'll go there (laughs) we'll we'll talk about it after but that and then also I started putting I put like ribbons in my hair and I'm not to say that other people didn't do it or it's not in but I just want to say that I was a pioneer and now I see other girls putting ribbons in their hair and I'm like I did that first like why are you copying me like I just feel like like I had a problem like you're part of the problem (laughs) I had a pink jacket first and that's not to say I own the color but it's like I just feel like you need to give credit where it's due, you know. And then today I wore a turtleneck underneath my thing, and I got a lot of compliments. But a good friend of mine actually does this quite often, where she does like colored shirts under this. And then I was like, "You never did a turtleneck," and she was like, "Actually, I have." And I was like, "I'm sorry, people just like see me as someone who, you know." But I w- I will give my friend credit. My friend, you know, if you're listening, I know, I know it was you. I am grown enough to have my own identity and not be pressured into like, trends that I don't think are sustainable for me. Like, I also care about sustainability as a person. So it's, like, something that I think I think about, like, trends and stuff, but I don't actively partake in the majority of them. I
1: love that. that's me. I actually really love that. I think that's a great way of kind of putting it. It took you a while to get there, but I appreciate the ending. <laughs> I don't know. I
0: just – I was – honestly – the sun goes down at 4 p.m. basically, right? And like after that, my brain shuts down. Tell me more about how you feel about the trends and the pressure associated with the trends.
1: Honestly, I don't feel pressure. Again, that's what I said. I think I do a good job of staying away from it. I think the only thing I was like, again, that's what I said. I was like, it's not really pressure for me. It's more so like, oh, I feel a little out of the loop. But I'm thankful for having younger cousins and younger sisters who can just be like, and you, of course. I mean, are, like whatever you,
0: you didn't. You didn't succumb to the pressure of joining TikTok, so there,
1: there. Ooh, thank if you. Pull back or reiterate something that you said, which is like I am my own individual, and I think one good thing is that like I we're both pretty confident in who we are as people and where our values stand. So when it comes to peer pressure and things like that, I'm not very like quickly I'd say like persuaded to do something that I really really don't want to if I ever do fall for peer pressure it's because I wanted to do it from the beginning like you know what I mean it's just one of those things where I was like oh like I just need a little bit more convincing um so like if you're in a peer be like oh yeah like I peer pressure you going out I was like no I kind of wanted to go out that night like it's just, I think so that is what it is. peer
0: pressure not so much but FOMO I do feel a little bit sometimes which you know I grew out of it and then I grew back into it when I joined medical school like I didn't care at first like I was in my own no FOMO
1: anymore I didn't have like cars oh my god I think it's a school thing I'm not gonna lie I think it's a school thing I definitely feel like it's a school thing because the way I will curl up by myself and I will be so content and I'm like okay I'm content by myself too but I just don't want to like not be there for the
0: well sometimes sometimes I care sometimes I don't
1: Honestly, I it's like, feel like it's a full environment. I, I agree. I get it. Because when, I was a, when I was in school, I definitely probably had a lot more FOMO than I did in the mm-hmm. working world. So I, I'm going to put that on school, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just need to like realign with myself. I'm so excited for the break because I get to go back home and like dissociate for two whole weeks. And I feel like every time I'm here too much, which I think this term, I didn't go home enough. Like it was it was a lot. Be, like, I just, nice. Yeah. I just need to go home more <laughs> and like grab yeah. myself.
1: Okay. That's fair. I guess in terms of wrapping it up of our pressures in our twenties, any closing words, any thoughts? Um, I can kick it off. It's just the fact that like, if you do feel like you are adding too much pressure on yourself, talk to a therapist, honestly, (laughs) as well. I think, or have an outlet, um, whether that be a really good friend, someone who can kind of call you out and be like, hey, you're doing too much or hey, this is good pressure, you know, so having that positive reinforcement, someone there to kind of just guide you, um, I think is not a terrible idea for those of us who are, you know, in the mid late 20s. And there are different pressures, like obviously that come with being from a South Asian household. I completely get that. And I understand that. So I'd say maybe, you know, working towards communications or something like that, that would be my for sure.
0: I, I totally agree with everything that you've said. Um, there's not much truly for me, for me to add here, except, you know, check in with yourself. Um, this is maybe a reminder to, you know what, get up now, go look in the mirror and say something nice to yourself. Know that you're trying your best. And if you're not, it's okay. You'll get there. So just show yourself some grace and understand that, you know, pressure's, Whether we like it or not is something that you might have to deal with from time to time, and that's okay, right? And we have the opportunity to be kinder to ourselves, whether the world is kind to us or not, and to also move forward with that kindness in terms of what we put out into the world. So remember that moving forward, and
1: hope that you all have an excellent holiday season. I could not have said that better. And... One last thing I was going to say, speaking of relieving pressure, because we did not talk about how to deal with pressure in this episode at all, which is fine. And that's for a later day. But um, for those of you who are working adults, um, don't forget to use your insurance and go get that massage. You know, use up those, use up that coverage a little if you can, you know, you know, maybe that you can help relieve it. a little pressure. I know. I'm so sorry. But I just, you know, when you said relieve pressure. do I was, you want to like, give honestly, me a massage? <laughs> so I can be a- I can participate in that. I had a great massage this week and god bless god bless that band cuz holy I was stressed in my neck. So um yeah, so you know, use that use that coverage as well. Maybe that will help. So, with that, thank you again for listening in on this episode. Continue to follow us on Instagram at China 20s and share this episode with anyone who you think is, you know, going through a lot or might be able to relate with what we're going through when it comes to pressures in our 20s. So thanks again for listening, everyone. Bye.